it's Allie Burks, the worship leader for the local church, and you're listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast featuring sermons from our Sunday liturgy. The local church is a bold and inclusive faith community based out of Chatham County, North Carolina, committed to being with and for one another, our community, and our world. In this time of social distancing, we continue to gather virtually for the work of worship every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. over Facebook Live and YouTube. So wherever you find yourself, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, you have a place at the local church, and we'd love for you to join us. Good morning, friends. My name is Brent. I'm the pastor of the local church, and I am so glad that you are with us this morning. Wherever you are, uh, we have folks from Texas and Virginia watching and North Carolina, of course, as well. Wherever you are, we give God thanks that you are here. One of the things we say each and every week uh, that we gather is that uh, wherever you are physically, spiritually, emotionally, Allie already said this. I'm going to repeat it because we need to hear things again and again and again for them to stick. But wherever you are, you have a place here at the local church. You belong and we give God thanks for you. We want this to feel like uh, more than just you're watching somebody else's church, but we want it to feel like you are participating in your own faith community. And so wherever you are, know that you belong here and we give God thanks for you. I got to know, thanks to Sarah and uh, Emma had a lot of fun putting that together, but I got to know, are you team Pluto or not? Is Pluto, does Pluto count as a planet? Uh, Emma has Pluto hanging up, but uh, I got to know. Are you team Pluto? Let us know in the comments. Uh, And uh, we do give God thanks for all of creation, the whole universe that God loves so much. And you are a part of that universe and God loves you too. Uh, I have the great joy of reading scripture this morning. But before I do that, I want to hit a couple celebrations uh, as we do each and every week. Uh, Cassie Boyce had a birthday on Wednesday. Happy birthday, Cassie. Becca Richard also celebrated a birthday on Wednesday. So happy birthday, Becca. Hope both of you had wonderful days full of joy and love and delight and all all good things uh, and celebration. And uh, <laughs> Krista says dwarf planet. Sheila says team Pluto. Uh, <laughs> Jane says team Pluto. Love it. And uh, one more celebration. Chris and Jamie Dietze had a, uh, an anniversary, celebrated their 21st anniversary on Friday. And so uh, happy anniversary, Chris and Jamie. We give God thanks for each of you as well. So I'm going to read scripture this morning uh, because uh, our, one of our Duke interns, Jordan Sikas, is bringing the good word today. And I'm so excited to hear from her. I'm so excited for you to hear from her this morning as well. And uh, so uh, she, we have two scripture passages for this morning. The first one is from Psalm 133. He, hear now, friends, the good news, the word of God. Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is. When kindred live together in unity, it is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. And our second scripture reading this morning is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. So good. This is the word of God for all of God's creation. And we respond, thanks be to God. As we reflect on this passage, prepare to hear the good news that Jordan has for us, uh, that God has for us through Jordan. I want to send it back over to Allie. local church. It's so good to see all of you guys this morning. Uh, thanks so much for that, Allie. Uh, Friends is definitely one of my favorite television shows to re-watch over and over, especially now that we're in quarantine. So, <laughs> um, so over the last few weeks, Brent has talked about ways in which we can experience God and God's grace in this mess. A mess as described on Tuesday night as a hot mess in a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. And yes, that is a direct quote from the news. So this week is week four of learning to experience God in the dumpster fire that is 2020. Brent in the last few weeks um, has talked about searching the scriptures, fasting and praying all as a means to experience God's grace within the world. And today, I want us to think about community as a means of grace, which is weird to think about right now. How do we have community in a time where loving your neighbor is, in fact, not seeing them physically? How do we experience God in, a, in community in a world of isolation and quarantine and social distancing? All words I really didn't think would become a part of my vocabulary ever. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, uh, we come to you today with our hearts open and our minds prepared to learn. Um, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O God. And um, if my words are not holy, let them fall to the floor. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. I want to start with some sombering news. Americans are the loneliest they have ever been. In a study done by the New York Times in 2019, they found that on average, 60% of Americans report being overall lonely. That is 79% of Gen Z, 72% of Millennials, 65% of Gen X, and 50% of Boomers, on and on, all reported being lonely. And these numbers are from 2019. They are pre-March 2020. They are pre the language we've adapted of quarantine and isolation. And that was when all of our world seemed to change overnight. 
And most of us are deeper in isolation and loneliness than we ever have been before. And the problem here and the problem that we're all experiencing is that God didn't make us a people for isolation or quarantine or loneliness, but we've all experienced it at the very least in the last seven months. When was the last time you felt lonely? Something that is so frustrating about attempting to have community right now is that we have to think through every pro and every con before seeing someone. You have to evaluate, is this safe for me? Is this safe for the other person? And I don't think you or I or anyone is alone in these frustrations. In fact, I think we're fostering community and not having physical community. And on top of the loneliness, I don't know about you all, but I'm exhausted through the diversive, di divisiveness of people in America, especially. When human rights have become a political agenda, when we only speak to argue instead of to listen and to find unity, there's no unity anywhere. And even the people I agree with often disagree with me and argue with me. And what I'm naming are all frustrations and some reasons to why it feels impossible to create community at this moment. What makes it impossible for you? Our scriptures today are a reading from Psalms and a reading from Matthew. The Psalms reading says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And Matthew saying, wherever two or three are gathered, there I will be also. There Jesus is, wherever we are gathered. God delights in unity. And it makes me think, for the longest time in history, the church wasn't a building. It wasn't a place we showed up onto on Sunday mornings. And we all know this. But that was a routine we had. And if you ask a random stranger, what is the church? Most of them would say before March, a service in a building or just a building itself. But the church is people. It's people gathering. You know, the church at its foundation, it was people gathering to read scripture together, gathering over meals, gathering to sing, gathering with people in unity to praise and worship God in spite of diversity of opinion. I mean, come on, y'all. The church started by gathering in homes with other people. So how did we get to the point where someone can show up on a Sunday morning and not know anyone by name and leaving lonelier than they've ever felt? Why do we treat some people who walk through the doors of the church as if they are not good enough to gather in unity with us? And obviously, all of this started before 2020. Now, gathering in unity and being together in person seems crazy and uncomfortable right now. But as community does not just happen in a building, community is not only defined as gathering in person. Rather, I offer this as the Christian contextual definition of community. Community means to live life with God and with others. That's it. That's what community means. 
And in a world that feels beyond unity and restoration, we are called to be the church. We are called to take up the Christian context. And we are called to live life with God and with others. And a root word of community is unity, right? So where are we finding unity? Where are we united in our opinion? And it's not lost on me that one of the core values of the local church is with, being with. We as a congregation believe that in a world currently fraught with isolation, loneliness, division, and polarization, we believe in the simple act of gathering with. Creating community with others is a simple act so that we can know God better. It's a simple act so that we can understand God's grace better because community means life with God and life with others. And it's fair to admit that in the last seven months, creating community with people, creating church with people seems impossible. But there is good news that the church hasn't stopped. The church hasn't stopped because we are the church. You and me and the local church and every congregation out there is the church. And the church never stops because God never stops. Community never stops because God never stops. 60% of Americans report being lonely, but we know as Christians that God is with them. We know that God is constantly with us and consistently. And we know from creation that we were created for people, with people. We were creating, created for community with God and with people. That's our nature. Without community, we lose growth. We lose stories. And some of us even lose faith. And community, a loving community, is essential to growth and knowledge of God and relationship with God. Furthermore, community leads us to reshape and redefine how to love God and others. So, in a world that feels isolating, community is dire right now. And it takes some pretty innovative thinking to create it as well as in a world where people are meeting God too early for earthly comfort. On earth where our black, brown, and indigenous siblings do not feel loved, cherished, or wanted by many, we are called to be the church. We are called to create community with God and with people. The church, us, the local church, we have the ability to create community with people. And it doesn't look like what the church has looked like in a building for the last 100 years. And nor does it look like what the church looked like thousands of years ago. Instead, the church is standing at a precipice, leaning forward into a new world where community creating and experiencing God with people looks different than ever before. And the church has been here in different ways before. I mean, the Methodist movement started because Wesley didn't like the Anglican church was doing things. To Wesley, people weren't really creating community as much as they were just going to church with no sense of accountability or action. Does that sound familiar at all? 
So Wesley at Oxford created something called a holiness club. So there could be accountability with friends that they and that they were not having before accountability with friends that they weren't having this holiness club and Wesley spoke of these as a means of grace gathering in the name of Jesus living that Matthew 18 20 life because where two or three are gathered their God is also the physical embodiment of that and these holiness clubs were new and weird the Wesley brothers were even made fun of for doing this But those unified gatherings made way for what we know the Methodist Church to be. I can only assume that God was delighted in the new ways the Wesley brothers were gathering and creating a community. And so just like them in 1729, we as a church are called to come up with unique ways to gather in community with God and with people. So what are these innovative ways that we are called to build community in the dumpster fire that is 2020, Jordan? I know I've been holding out on you. Well, a really wonderful professor of mine has this phrase that she says called gather, go, and gather. So I want to introduce ways of creating community just like that. And gathering, going, and gathering again, we experience God's grace in a multitude of ways. For the first gather, it starts with looking towards the local church, right? Already, there are so many people on our platform, TLC Plus, engaging in weekly scripture reading read-alongs, posting helpful questions and reminders, talking about how they're experiencing God in their day-to-day lives. Weekly, the local church is having groups called get-togethers, both social distanced and virtually. This is a great way to not only see and check in with friends, but it's also a great way to expand what we discuss in the Sunday liturgies. It's a good way to be with people processing what is happening together to create community with people. And a shameless plug, you can also join us on Wednesday mornings for midweek morning prayer. Start your day with coffee, with others, with me. (laughs) And with God, most importantly, start your day centered around Jesus and how Jesus is calling you to go out into the world. These are already ways that we are creating community as the local church with our friends. And there are so many more ways like book studies and small groups and things like that, discussing what you want to talk about. And next, we are called to go as a way to create community. We're called to go and to be with the community wherever you're located. In our communities, there are many suffering, being hurt and oppressed. And God is calling us to be in unity with them. What can we do about that? The first thing that comes to mind is voting. Voting is a way that we can practice love with our friends who we may not know yet. We need to seriously evaluate who we are standing in unity with and what they stand for. Do their opinions reflect the the unity and love of human beings in all ways? That is, being with people, even if you haven't seen their faces. There's a phrase that is, a friend is just a person you've never met yet. And voting is a way of standing in unity with people and standing in community with people, even if you don't know their name. 
Another idea might simply be to reach out to friends and loved ones. When was the last time you called your mom? Maybe a phone call or even a letter? And this just might be me, but I've enjoyed communicating with my friends outside of a phone or screen by writing them a letter. I know we're all Zoom fatigued. I know we're all tired of picking up the phone. So maybe see if you can write letters to someone. Maybe you have a friend you haven't talked to in a long time that lives in a different nation. Mail them a letter. See what happens. See if you can write letters with someone in a local shelter or hospital. Get to know them. And that is cultivating community, even if it's distance. And God delights in that. God delights in that flourishing of friendship. And finally, we're called to gather again. God's grace is ever-present in all of us, and we are called to be with others as an example of God's grace. Whatever has happened this year does not compare to the grace and love of Jesus Christ, because God overcomes it all. That's especially hard to remember in loneliness and isolation. I would argue that it's impossible at times. Thankfully, we believe in a God who created us to be with people. God's people are all people. We are called to be with all people, regardless of how it happens. I think back to this painting a friend of mine did for Easter, and it's three gold circles. around, And around these three gold circles are a bunch of little white circles with gold specks in them. The three gold circles represent the Trinity, and the circles around are all people connecting through and by God to the Trinity. That is unity. And God delights in that unity and creativity. In the painting where... None of the circles are the same, and some are a little bit messy. There is still gold in every person. In our life, when no person is the same, and some are a little bit messy, there is still God in every person. And it is through people we can know God's grace in a multitude of ways and make the earth look a little bit more like the kingdom through community. It is through community and getting to know people, even if it looks different right now, even if it looks like a letter, like a social distance event, like it looks like on Zoom, it is through community that we are experiencing God's grace and God's love in the midst of the chaos and confusion. The church is better because you are in it. The church is more diverse and beautiful and loving because you are in it. And the church can be even better because of the people we invite to be in community with us in it. It's in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's Allie again. If you love what you hear, share this episode or send it to somebody who could use some good news this week. We'd also love for you to leave us a rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more information about the local church, visit thelocalchurchpbo.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LocalChurchPBO. Until next time, love where you are.